You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Wake Up with Patty Catter. Where each week, Patty will interview guests that will motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Hello, everybody. It is an honor to have Dan Dwyer on the show today. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm great, Patty. How are you? Good. I am so honored to have you as a mentor. First of all, you've really um, mentored me a lot. You have an awesome organization, which we'll touch on during the show. But I'd like our listeners just to learn a little bit about you because I already know quite a bit about you. But I want you just to give them all a rundown so they know who who they're listening to today. Yeah. I'm happy to do so. And I'm glad you used the term mentor. You know, coaching is task-based. Mentoring is relationship-based. And I think we've got a great relationship. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about all you're doing. But, um, of course, my name is Dan Dwyer. I'm a, uh, I'm a fraternal twin. Um, my twin and I were, were adopted at birth. Um, at the age of four, our adopted mother passed away. Um, <clears throat> we were raised by our aunt and uncle. And they are 93 and 90 today, respectively, and have been married over 70 years. And uh, because of the time and their season in life in which they took us in, uh, both Dave, my twin brother, and I felt like they owed us nothing. So uh, we used the military uh, pretty much as a platform for success going forward. Uh, he is a 35-year veteran, still serving as a Navy captain in our, in our Navy. And I spent uh, 23 years as an armored cavalry officer in our army. And, uh, I think both of us would say we would, we would do it no other way. <clears throat> um, I, I've been married, uh, since 91. Uh, I have, uh, two sons who are now serving in the army. Um, Gavin at, uh, Savannah, Georgia, uh, Hunter Army Airfield and Grant in uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. Um, since I've transitioned out of the military, I've been very busy working with multiple organizations, uh, growing my own business acumen and then adding to theirs. And, uh, and today I, uh, run an organization called Vet to Biz Life, which is dedicated to the boots to business of veteran entrepreneurs. Clearly for ideological reasons, that's an audience in which, uh, I'm passionate about and certainly, uh, interested in reversing the trend of nine out of 10 startups failing and with working uh, with, uh, some outstanding companies prior to starting this endeavor, uh, in a very intentional way you know, for a period of about eight to 10 years, I was able to develop my own business acumen in order to uh, provide a greater value to them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I was pretty excited when you emailed me and said that you would be on the show and you gave me a couple different options on topics. I love yeah. that because I normally have to come up with the topics myself and you know, I had a couple great ideas. So today we're going to be talking about 2020 leadership hacks. And I think that um, success hacks, right? Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with many of the organizations that I, I go into, I find out that, especially today, you know, the silver bullet of any, of any organization is leadership, but most importantly, caring leadership. Yeah. And, you know, a new year is here. And so is the beginning of, you know, our, our new strategic vision and tactics for, for 2020. You know, uh, it's easy to coin having a 2020 vision for this year, right? Um, we have to ask ourselves, how can we make the most of the new year? 
uh, my uh, subject matter expertise is really in leadership development, organizational development, performance improvement in the workplace, working with organizations like Coors, New Belgium Brewery, Crocs, uh, and others, um, and, as well as uh, several veteran uh, businesses. I've been able to help shape uh, those those leaders and managers in in the way of performance improvement. Now, if you've reflected, if you've if you've reflected on your 2019 successes and challenges, as well as started planning for 2020, there's nothing more important than to shake things up a little bit. You know, I'm a big believer in staying in your discomfort zone, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you do this by start see, starting to see things from a new perspective and realizing how you can use current competencies, assets, and insights. And new and more innovative ways. And that's, that's what we call hacks, right? So the, the five, um, hacks that I want to share with you really are focused on leadership development, uh, providing feedback, feedback, feedback in the workplace, uh, fostering a culture of recognition, um, leading in a very collaborative way. In recent years, I've had the benefit of being the principal facilitator for the professional development of the Secretary of the Air Force's staff. And one of the subjects was collaborative leadership. Uh, and then diversity. And diversity is important uh, in, in, uh, in the workplace today. And there's, there's a difference between organizations that throw around diversity uh, as a buzzword versus those who, who really make it matter. Yeah, I think that... Um... You definitely have taught me a lot, even about leadership, just since I think we started talking about my podcast in maybe November. And everybody, you should be taking notes right now. Um, Dan did give me a really nice workbook that you're going to be able to download and use, utilize yourselves. Um, but take notes right now because he knows what he's talking about. Um, after, what did you say, 20? Did you say 29 years in the military? 20? Uh, 22. 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously he has really great leadership skills and Dan, you've helped me tremendously. Um, what, um, what prompted you to kind of start putting these workbooks together? And obviously I know your passion about, um, helping military come, you know, um, transition well, but what about people who may not have been in the military? How can they utilize your book? It's the same, right? I mean, for yeah, a civilian as it is for a military. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, people, it's an age old conversation about leadership and the question generally always centers around, you know, is leadership learned or is it innate? And I would suggest to you that it's both, you know, I had the benefit of maturing in probably one of the very best leadership laboratories possible called the United States army, but even out of uniform for the last 12 years, I've continued to follow my passions in this area. I'm a firm believer in following your passions in early in life as possible. And I've always defined leadership or learning leadership. Um, there, there are natural born leaders, but there are leaders, there's leaders that have learned it as well. So it's both. And to me, the best way to learn leadership is to observe leaders in their natural habitat and identify those things that you want to copy or emulate versus those things that you certainly do not. And we have the opportunity to do that every day. So either within our organizations or as we observe other organizations. 
Now, um, I know we're not talking just about military, but I have to have our listeners know this. Your um, your organization, mm-hmm. how can people become a part of it? And um, what about civilians who may want to support it? They might, you know, not qualify for some of the services, but they might want to re- um, help you out either financially or by spreading the word or telling their, you know, their loved one who may have served. Um, where can people find your organization online? Yeah, so vetofhislife.com. Uh, a very niched audience. You know, I learned a long ago, if you're going to uh, excel in life, you, you sort of have to niche down to a specific audience that you can focus on. And I've done that intentionally, um, and largely for ideological motivations, because I really care about that audience. But all said, I work with a lot of other organizations, which allow me to provide great service to veterans, right? Uh, I'm I'm one of those people who who got, who do not take advantage of veterans, and and most people know that that have worked with me uh, understand this. And the only way I can do that is through other alternate forms of income. So mm-hmm. you can you can reach me through my website uh, or my email address, Dan at his life. But uh, you know I'm all about you know just like we just talked about leaders, organizations, and, and businesses have to mature and get better every day, and and sometimes you need built-in accountability partners like myself. Sometimes you need people to help you get unstuck when you're stuck. Sometimes you need people to help uh, you realize or share with you some of the very best practices that are working in, in business today. And that's why having a coach or, or mentor is important you know, to your ultimate success. Mm-hmm. So do you have any plans for 2020? Yeah, I, I have I have a lot of plans for 2020. Uh, I think as I've shared with you in the past, I recently returned from a trip in Hawaii. Sometime after Thanksgiving every year, I take some time away and I, I do my strategic vision. And and typically when it comes to my, my coaching business or my speaking business, uh, what I do is I lay out a, a, a map, a roadmap for 2020. And as it relates to my working with other people, uh, there's typically three courses of action that, that, that come about. One is um, uh, I retain a client uh, because there's still some unfinished work, uh, objectives, goals that have not been met, and we mutually agree to continue uh, working together because I only enter six-month contracts, and that's one way I, I feel that I, I, I will not ever take advantage of clients through, through a long duration. Uh, the second course of action is, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's there's times where I determine that my level of commitment is greater than theirs. And, and I have to uh, uh, very tactfully and politely, uh, you know, in that relationship. And then the third thing is, and this is most important, and, and my uh, clients realize this right from the get-go, I always take a fee-based coaching relationship, uh, which is task-based as well. And then and once we, we once we met our goals and objectives, you know, transition that to a mentoring relationship, which is absolutely free and enduring. And uh, and that's important to me. It's not, uh, this is a you-got-it affair. Um, if I commit to a relationship, a coaching relationship, everybody knows that ultimately it's going to uh, continue to evolve into a mentoring relationship um, where 
uh, I am responsive to their needs in the event that they do get stuck again or simply have a question. I think one of the great things that you've shown me is you do really care because um, I've had mentors in the past and I would always be the one to initiate all of the contact. And so it's nice. Sometimes, you know, you will send a message or um, just say, Hey, we need to talk again um, to help me keep that accountability and to keep moving forward. So that's one of the really amazing things about you, Dan. I think that with society today, it's easy to kind of get lost in all this jumbo of just, life in general, and then business and family. And um, it's easy to lose contact with somebody. But when you're trying to grow your business, um, it's important to keep in contact with your mentor. And I just appreciate you reaching out to me and not feeling like I always have to be the one to, you know, kind of go after you or I don't ever feel like I'm bothering you. So I appreciate that a lot. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. So do you have any um, any more that you'd like to add to the show or any more tips for success? I know you actually... One of the cool things that you did for me is I have, I have this book. I write all these um, tips and all these different... Oops. Well, my goodness. Maybe I grabbed the wrong one. I did. I grabbed the wrong book. Um, but I have a book and it has all these tips that um, I talk about with mentors or people who are business-minded. And one of the things that we talked about was... Um, you had given me the acronym for success. And there were, uh, you know, I think it's pretty well known um, layout, but um, I can't even remember all the acronyms. Do you remember that the success um, goals that we talked about? I think I gave you the acronym for smarter. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Here I like to tell too. people that uh, my smarter goals are better than your smart goals. Now, smart is often a, you know, a term used with respect to goal setting. You know, at the end of the day, you know, a goal is not about what you accomplish. It's about who you become, right? So um, I think uh, going into 2020, I would encourage people to have smarter goals. And, uh, uh, of course, the, the smart is well known. Be specific in your goal setting. Uh, make sure they're measurable align them or make sure they're attainable uh, is the A. Uh, R uh, is realistic, right? Our goals have to be realistic. And most importantly, the T is time bound. You know, we have to we have to put a suspense or time to our goals because if we don't, uh, we'll never accomplish it. You know, it's we're getting ready to start the new year. Many people will have resolutions, but the truth of the matter is by June, only about 8% are still on. So mm -hmm. that gets into the E. I absolutely believe that our goals have to be exciting or, or compelling personally or from an organizational standpoint for us to accomplish it. Uh, I, I can communicate it through my strategic messaging and visioning all I want, but if the goal is not exciting, your team's not going to accomplish it. And then the, the second R is relevance. Relevant to your season in life is the way I look at it. You know, yesterday's goals, uh, either personally or organizationally, different than today's goals and tomorrow's goals will be different. And if you look at it in terms of what season in life you are in uh, as a business, you know, startup versus, you know, three years of maturity to, you know, five, 10 years or more, uh, the goals are always changing. So yeah, smarter is what I shared with you. Yeah. I think one of the strongest things that stuck out to me too was a deadline for your goals. So right. 
I had set myself up with, um, I wanted my podcast to be at least in two countries by the end of the year. And I have been blown away. I have like 12 countries now that I've covered. And um, I have guests actually today in four different countries. So USA number one. Um, But um, you really helped me with the deadline part. Because I think if I hadn't set those deadlines, and then also reevaluating things as they, you know, I meet my goal, I don't want to just say, okay, I met my goal, I'm done. I want to move forward. So um, those were really amazing tips that you gave us too today. So thank you. And I think if people, if you listen to Dan, he really does know what he's talking about. Um, I think that he's helped me a lot with my growth and I know he can help you with yours. And I'm sure he's helped hundreds when he was in the army. So thank you, Dan. You're very welcome. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Um, as you as you noted, I've I've shared a workbook with you, and and yes, inside yes. that workbook, it outlines those five leadership hacks that that I that I believe they're absolutely important for 2020. Um, leadership development is one of them. You know, organizations that are not good at succession planning are equally terrible at developing tomorrow's leaders. So, um, I'd. I'd encourage your audience to to read this book. Uh, it, it's it's fourteen pages, uh, not counting the administrative content. But uh, with each of the five leadership hacks that I've outlined: leadership development, providing feedback in the workplace, positive and constructive feedback. I don't believe there's room for negative feedback in the workplace. It's only negative in the way it's delivered. Uh, fostering a culture of recognition, particularly important in workplaces with the multi-generational workplace where you've got a, a younger uh, team that has grown up uh, knowing what recognition looks like, good and bad. Uh, a collaborative workplace, uh, which breaks away from you know your traditional direct authoritarian style of leaderships. I really believe that today, how you onboard people, how you value them, how you develop them, how you challenge them, how you foster a culture of recognition really drives your ability to to retain quality people and leading collaboratively in a way where everybody on the team provides solutions to uh, the organizational's challenges is a better approach versus uh, just being told to, uh, what to do every day. Mm-hmm. And most important to that is as those recommendations and solutions come in, be the leader who circles back in those instances where you don't act on those, right? Tell them why. And and by doing so, uh, the communications channel continues to, to be there and uh, you're leading in a very collaborative way. And then the last thing is, of course, diversity, diversity in the workplace. Identify those gaps on your team, <clears throat> know what they are, and hire to fill the gaps um, uh, versus hiring everybody that's that's like us, <clears throat> it's a topic that I cover often with veterans because veterans are comfortable with uh, being around other veterans. But sometimes that's not going to move an organization forward, right? Strength finders exercises are great. However, when you take the results of those strength finder exercises, don't hire everybody that's like you. Know your strengths and hire people that uh, that are different. And, right. And fill in those gaps, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
all five of those subjects I've covered in the work in, in this workbook I provided. Uh, it provides some content and uh, followed by a worksheet on each one of those uh, subjects that uh, they give you some questions and, uh, to, to to get some insight in yourself and your organization to to foster and uh, change and conduct those leadership hacks in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. I love that. If you don't mind, also, I'll go ahead. Um, we have a group for my podcast, Wake Up with Patty Catter. Um, it's a yeah. private group. And we have a file area also. So I'll put this on um, the workbook on my website, of course, and link back to yours. And then also, we'll start something in the group. And we're going to start a conversation about your workbook and have um, interaction with um, people who are in the group who want to participate in that interaction. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch for that and uh, and engage on, on whatever topic. Certainly not limited to to those five. I mean, there, there's there's a whole host of leadership hacks that that can make you and your organization better. But for them, that's amazing. I think the diversity just kind of hits me hard because yeah. it's really easy to want to try to find people just like you for your team because you think. For me, I think, oh, I can trust them because they're like me. But you're not going to grow if you just stay like yourself. You know what I mean? You always have to have friends that you surround yourself with, mentors, new people, employees, whatever it is, who have stronger strengths than you to grow. That's right. I love that one. I think that's my favorite one. So, all right, Dan, thank you very much. And thank you for being on the show. And everybody who's listening, make sure that you go to the Facebook page, go to Dan's social media. We're going to have links. Um, Actually, we'll have it on the people are on the video for you who are watching. We'll have it um, at the end of the podcast. We'll announce those links as well. So thank you, Dan. You're very welcome. Have a happy new year. And may 2020 be your best year ever. Yes. Thank you. Same to you and all of our listeners. Happy new year. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Be sure to visit www.pattycatter.com for the latest articles, podcasts, and swag.